How's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Well, it's been long enough. <laughs> it's time for another volume of Princess Connect Music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Yeah, we're, we're cutting straight to the chase today. <laughs> uh, it's Princess it's... Connect Volume 4. Wow. Insane. This is one of those things where I feel like I've become that that weird guy to my friends. Like I've just been like sharing this music nonstop, and every time yeah, we do one of these everybody. episodes, I, I I kind of end up pestering a lot of my like musician friends of like you have to listen to this. This stuff is insane. And again, it's always everyone's reaction is always like, wait, how is this for a mobile game? This I music know. is so insanely good. Yeah, it's been about two years since we had our Princess Connect Volume Three episode. And in that time, uh, there have been two additional official volumes of the soundtrack released. And so this is all music that keeps coming out, events in the game that keep happening. So we now have the OST Volume 4 and Volume 5. And that's that alone is six discs of music that both of us listened to and whittled. And, and that's not counting the previous volume. So now we have five volumes of Princess Connect Redive music, each that has three discs of music. Uh, it's like the biggest soundtrack of all time, and it's maybe the best. Well, and I think part of that is because the composers and the list of composers for this project... It just keeps growing, man. These are massive. There are new composers on this, on these two volumes, like, that weren't uh, working on it before. Like, there are new people that I've never seen before here. Well, and when you um, investigate the credits of a lot of these people, you see that they have worked in lots of other anime, in some cases, other games... Um, the original yeah. Princess Connect score was sort of spearheaded by Kohei Tanaka. He was the yeah. lead, kind of the the lead, but I wouldn't say the lead composer because he didn't write, you know, a majority of the music. But even if for the initial volume of of music for this game, it was a really stacked deck of just yeah. incredibly talented people. I mean, one of the biggest names, and we have to talk about this gentleman yasunori nishiki um of octopath traveler fame and of recent octopath traveler 2 fame um is one of the uh, individuals responsible for this incredible soundtrack but i think it's a testament to the quality and the caliber of this music and these composers that the, the names like Kohei Tanaka and Yasunori Nishiki are like almost asterisks in yeah. the list of just this pantheon of just incredible Titan composers here. And many people that are not necessarily familiar names. Yeah, it is truly overwhelming. I mean, the amount of amazing music, it, it will actually almost had a breakdown. Like there was so much. He was like, I got to take a break from this. It was like an overdose. And the amount of amazing composers. Uh, we have a name that we're excited about that we've loved for a while in this uh, soundtrack, this ever growing soundtrack. So that composer returns. But there's a lot of new people, which I'm really excited 
to explore today and to celebrate. Well, particularly so, in these two volumes. So all the music yeah. that we're playing from today comes from volumes four and five of the That's official correct. soundtrack releases. And uh, again, so insane that this <laughs> Japan exclusive, you know, mobile game it's we've talked about before how it's it's sort of a a strange game but it's incredibly popular in japan and it's based off of a popular anime series um but i think the thing that's so baffling to both of us is the fact that this soundtrack has it's it's absolutely massive but it does every single track is not only really well composed and interesting and innovative musically, but so polished, expensive it's sounding. Top shelf, yeah. It's it the, features it's some of the best production. performances I've I've heard. In and I will say, guys, memory. that we had to both kind of whittle this together. And the top tracks, the ones that both had you know the highest ratings from both of us, are are just absolute bangers. Really, they would probably be on like a top ten list of all the Princess Connect soundtracks. So we have some. Some phenomenal music for you today. What you heard playing in was The Graceful Festival. All of these tracks are, I think, Google Translate. I had to put them in. Uh, So some of them are kind of goofy. That was composed by Yosuke Shirato. Let's move on to Friend Bot X. And this track was composed by Yoshihisa Kato. Here we go. What an entertaining piece of music. Friend Bot X. This is from Princess Connect Redive. Uh, this one was from Volume 4. Uh, it's composed by Yoshihisa Kato. Wow. I mean, there's I mean, we could spend 20 minutes talking about everything that happens in this track. There's so much, it's so dense. Such a wonderful composition. Well, the thing Oof. that was ba- the thing that was baffling about going through this soundtrack is that literally every single piece of music, without fail, would have been would the be, track of the week. Yeah, on a different yeah episode. on any normal episode. <laughs> Even the pieces that felt uh, like made me slightly less enthusiastic, yeah. or were maybe comparatively the more filler things. They were so exceptionally well produced, full of really creative ideas, and just excellent performances and the thing that we've praised about this series is first of all it's 
genre variety and the ways in which it, it nails almost every mood and tone uh, these composers seem to execute. But the other thing that to me is the biggest takeaway from this game overall as far as the soundtrack is the incredible hybrid nature of the way that it blends orchestral, symphonic, yeah. not just instrumentation, but stylistic traditions. Rock, jazz with, fusion, yeah, folk, rock, and it pop, seems like they're even dance. expanding the, yeah, what, there's, that, there's, what um, that even means. With these two volumes, there's some chiptune elements, there's some EDM elements that maybe we haven't heard before. At this point, it doesn't even feel like we should call this a game. It feels like a series because it just keeps going. The original version came out in 2018, and you know it's 2023, and they're still releasing music for it. Um, wow, just just amazing. Let's move on to something a little more sensitive. We got so much music for you guys today. This is "Sprinkle Love and Hope," composed by Cher Watanabe. You guys are listening to Sprinkle, Love, and Hope. This is composed by a name we haven't heard before uh, in Princess Connect Redive. It's Cher Watanabe. Really beautiful, yeah. I think overall, and this is maybe the case with previous volumes that we've done, uh, we kind of give a little bit of favoritism to the battle tracks, the rocking, energetic ones. So I'm glad that today we have a few more delicate pieces that made the cut, such as this. Well, and part of the reason why, at least... I felt it was important to to do that a little bit because, yeah, we've emphasized a lot of the music in both of these two volumes that we're featuring today. They, um, th yeah, it's just exceptional battle music, but you calling it that almost feels dismissive because when you put it into a box like that, you get the sense of, oh, I know what to expect, but this isn't battle music. This is Princess Connect battle music, which yeah. is a very specific sort of caliber. But it was also important to show that these soundtracks are incredibly eclectic, very mm -hmm. diverse, and a lot of these composers are just so exceptionally gifted at delivering beauty and pure uh, melodic The thing that's amazing like to me is we have new people. Almost every volume that comes out, I'm seeing new names, but the, the level of... <laughs> talent and like the high high quality remains the same so it's almost like the director the musical director maybe the director of the game has this standard and i wonder if it's like that that is the reason for why this music from all these different humans 
is at such a high level. I don't know. Yeah, I I know the um, the name Imagine comes up a lot uh, for, and I think I don't know if all of these composers are kind of under that banner as like a collective or as like a sort of music production. Yeah, I think company. there's a few different kind of places where these people come from. Some of them I think maybe work directly with Psy Games. And then others, right. I think, work for, like, Kohei Tanaka's studio. And I think there might be another one, too. Um, yeah, the but thing, yeah, I mean, it's insane. Uh, one of the things that you just have to talk about when engaging with this series, especially when you look at, you know, the staggering number of composers, is just how high, frankly, from my perspective, how high the standards are in Japan when it comes to media composers that work across uh platforms so people that work in film television and games in japan i honestly i especially looking at princess connect and you see kind of like when you explore some of these composers even the ones that i'm less familiar with it's like they've all worked on a variety of of projects not just games not just anime and it makes you realize it's like okay i think some of the best composers and musicians living today are in Japan working on media music. And to me, I take this as almost like a, I don't know, if there were an Olympics for this art form, Japan would win every single year. It's it's not even a contest. Well, I think, you know, as good as the stuff we've heard so far, we're going to crank it up now. We have a one-two punch here. Phenomenal tracks back to back. Let's start off here with finally a new power, another new name. It's Takaki Nakagawa This is amazing. Here we go. I mean, just jaw hanging on the floor. This is finally a new power by Takaki Nakagawa from Princess Connect Redive. Whenever a new volume comes out and I listen to it, it's like I'll hear a track like this and it's like, this is the best track I've heard. This is the best piece of music I've heard since our previous you know, episode whittling uh, a couple <laughs> right. years ago from Princess Connect. And there's nothing even close to it in any other game or TV show or movie. Honestly, for me, it's just like, and part of it is the style, right? You know, this really poppy, you know, energetic fusion orchestral rock style. I mean, it's it's super unique, and so that's part of why I really like it. But it's the writing and the it's, performance yeah, and the arrangement. Exactly. It's the execution. To me, it's kind of like when you watch a film, 
Um, sometimes you watch movies that it's like, hey, it's a popcorn film. So you sort of give yeah. it a pass because it's trying to be pleasing. It's trying to please you. Yet you might look the other way at some of the rough around the edges. Maybe that line of dialogue was cheesy or this performance doesn't work or the effects aren't very good. But to me, Princess Connect is like, it's like something like Jurassic Park where it's mm-hmm. And I'm purely talking about the music here, but it's like it's so entertaining. It's so, it has such mass audience appeal, yet it's executed at such a high level with so much heart and thought and intelligence, and all of that is being utilized to create just this incredibly satisfying, catchy, varied array of all kinds of pieces. It's this just track top in particular. Shelf. This track in particular really appealed to me um, when listening through the soundtrack, in part because it's so brief and it has this full, it ends so quickly and it just makes such a powerful statement. And I've always been a fan of, of short music because I think... You, you, the shorter something is, it's almost harder to tell a complete story. There's actually, in my opinion, I think there's multiple tracks on this playlist that are perfect to me. Yeah. And I would not throw that word around loosely. Okay. Well, and this especially is when one. you consider <laughs> this what is this one. is, especially when you consider what this is going for that, like, the, mm-hmm. it, this is not some simple, it's not like there's like five notes in the, like, to me, when I think of perfect, I think of like a song, like the Muse song, Unintended, something that's like a really elemental melody and thing that is exist. It's so complicated. There's all these fusion-y chords and the Listeners, orchestration. Is... Go back and listen to this track and listen to the bass. Just listen to the phenomenal bass playing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to now move any on. Any instrument you focus on, you just like To a track your by... Mind. I think so far, maybe one of our favorite Princess Connect composers, Kenta Higashioji. He's mm. back for volume four and five. And it's not really the, the, the sound that I expected. When I found out when I found out the ones he did, I was like, you Oh know, I wow. Feel like we always say that with, with I know, him, I know. It's like Will, he's this, just such a versatile gentleman. I can say this was one of your favorites. I think this was maybe in your top five here. I'm not it surprised. Is translated as Battle of Lansall, Giant Shadow Resurrection. <laughs> A talent, Kenta Higashioji, one of truly one of the best living composers in the world, and I have absolutely no qualms about saying that. Will would agree. This is Battle of Lanzal, Giant Shadow Resurrection, and it's so wonderful to see the influences and kind of the the pastiche, the homage 
He's wearing it on his sleeve. It's very clear uh, what he's going for here. Um, but it's so impressive that he nails it and still makes a fresh piece of music. Like, this isn't derivative, you know. Not at uh, all. Compositionally, it's just in the spirit, clearly, of John Williams. Well, and I'm so glad you said that, Carl, because I think that is, more than anything, the spirit that runs through every volume of this Princess Connect music, which is that the reference points are clear and are there... They're not trying to disguise the the style, the genre, Mm -hmm. the sort of pastiche things that they're tapping into, which a big part of it is really traditions of game music itself. You know, we talked about all the battle tracks. There's this very knowing and loving, um, you know, acknowledgement of the certain musical tropes and traditions, yet everything Mm. is executed with so much detail and so much nuance. This is a perfect example. It's like this kind of heraldic fanfare old school almost corn gold john williams jerry goldsmith type of sound it's something that so many composers attempt to go for yet higashi oji here is is actually writing at that level of craft and and nuance and and detail and and it's so earnest it's so let's be honest here when was the last time year wise that you heard an orchestral piece of music that had this level of detail and emotion and beauty. I mean, it's been a while. I mean, it would have to be from John Williams himself or before that. I mean, <laughs> right? this sounds, it reminds me of like Michael Kamen, Robin Hood and Prince of Thieves. Yeah, or, totally. I mean, th- there are composers in the 80s and 90s that could write like this. But honestly, I don't think there's many living American, even the greatest other, film composer. What other video I, game is on and, is firing on this level? Well, And not even trying to compare, but like. The, the caliber of this writing, like the, literally the nuance of the harmonies, the arranging, the counterpoint, all the detail. It's like, this is something I don't think Alan Silvestri could do any better. And I mean, in terms of, too, the melody, the, the tune that's soaring on yeah. top and of then, this is if so that wasn't emblematic. Enough, the actual production, how it was recorded and mixed and performed yes. is also on that top shelf. It, the fact just, that it makes me tra- mad. <laughs> a tra- right, a fact that a track like this that's so classical, that's so romantic and old-fashioned, yes, and it's so well-engineered and produced, and it sits on the shelf effortlessly with all this hybrid music that features incredible like fusion drumming, really interesting guitar stuff, electronics, chiptune, and nothing ever feels like, okay, now we're in a completely different game, or this is just completely out of left field, has nothing to do. To me, the eclecticism is built into the style, and totally. it's a big part of you know a lot of Japanese musical art so i was excited to see this composer this is a composer that i've loved for a long time this is a pretty you know well-loved composer hayato matsuo a lot of you know this composer from his work in the ogre battle series even in the final fantasy series other series like that uh so that was really cool to see matsuo join the ranks here in volume four and five let's take a listen to a really awesome piece of music tyrant of the beach lucky shark by matsuo
You guys are listening to Tyrant of the Beach, Lucky Shark, composed by Hayato Matsuo. What a cool gift uh, that he's joining all these other phenomenal composers. And Will mentioned, uh, you know, the drumming. <laughs> and we got to say that Senri Kawaguchi, you know, one of my current favorite drummers now, she returned uh, to work on Volume 4 and 5. So a lot of this music features her wonderful drumming, just like just like the previous episodes. Well, and this, this word gets, this is so cool. This word gets thrown around way too much these days, but it's people like her need to be called what what they are genius. I mean, yeah. she's a brilliant player, and the drumming is so so important to mm-hmm. unifying the sounds of these scores. N- not just the playing itself, which is incredibly tight and intricate. The sound and, and too, really mixing. well observed too, of all of the intricate detail, which there's so much of, both in the orchestral realm and the rock realm, but also the production, the sound. Well, of the you know, one thing that I would say. Married. I hear this with Senri, Senri's drumming, and it's kind of indicative of, of Princess Kid's music in general, is she picks and chooses moments to show, not, I don't even want to say show off, but to take over and to do really exciting, fast fills. You know, she's not just going crazy the whole time. There's times when she's holding back, just laying down the groove. There's times when she's, you know, soaring. And that's what all of this music does. Like, it's very intense and meticulous and actually some people might say it's it's a little bit over the top like maybe it's too much for them to to take in um but you when you actually break it down you see like everything has its spot and there's moments for the guitars to take over moments for the drums to take over for the strings for the woodwinds like everyone has a shot to do something cool the thing that i love about this music is it it marries the the technical finesse and it's like it if you were to take like all the musicians from like Weather Report and show them this music, I think there's an unimpeachable aspect to the execution that like any of the jazz greats, any actually technically proficient musical artists would be able to listen to this and hear the love and detail and passion mm-hmm. yet there's this sort of populist quality of it too where it's like in you mentioned that the drumming is the perfect exemplar of it there's aspects of it where it's really audacious and technical and fusiony and progressive flashy. and then there's parts it where flashy. it's just where it's just like mm-hmm. laying down the danciest groove possible and moments like that are more satisfying because it's kind of like it, it's like a great dish that incorporates all the food groups. So you're getting well, yeah, your also, vegetables. You're getting your nutrition. It earns those moments. You know, like I find it very rare actually for a drummer that's really flashy and capable of being flashy to actually earn those moments and to not get in the way of the music. And that's right. maybe the most impressive thing about her and about all of this, right? Is like Dude, those moments of flash do not get in the way. Carl was joking about this, but it was honestly true. I had to take a break when yeah. um, going through it and whittling the tracks because it was like i understand it was exciting my heart and mind to the point that i was gonna have like a manic episode like it was just it was so much stimulation and it was that i think especially and i know you experience this too it's like as composers ourselves as musicians there's the intimidation factor which is sort of like oh i'm over that discouraging inspiring i've gotten over that with princess connect years ago (laughs) exactly but then there's the other component of it which is like i just get increasingly frustrated 
and it's like I don't know where the frustration. I'm almost angry that it's as good as it is because it has no business being this well, good. Nothing else. But is then as also, good as it's this. like, <laughs> yes, that's the other part. Is it just makes me feel like is the whole world a lie? Like, how do we possibly live in a, a universe where like these caliber of composers changed. like they should well, we be gotta move everything we we got too much music to to to, to dilly dally this is the next track we're gonna play seize the day sos time travel dragons and it's composed by yuki honda You guys listening to Seize the Day, and this is actually using a melody that we've already heard today, and that was something, too, that we should mention on Volume 4 and 5, and there's there's a lot of wonderful arrangements and variations on melodies. Like, you might hear a melody introduced, and then for the next four or five you know pieces on the soundtrack in order, it's going to be variations on that. We tried to make it, as much as possible, you know, original, new, melodic material. This might be one of the only examples of, you know, some repeated stuff, um, but in any case... It's really exciting, really awesome. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, th- this music is is staggeringly executed. And I mean, I think a lot of these episodes, we're, we're talking about craft elements because we're so impressed just as musicians, the, the level of thought, intention, and good taste that goes into... Um, the execution of this music, but the but you don't even have to talk about the craft. Them. You could just yeah. talk about the emotional impact of a piece exactly. like this. Like it's so poppy. Like the melody is very J-pop, but to hear it with this wonderful orchestra, and this is cool. I like the Princess Connect tracks that don't feature. I mean, obviously, you know, I like the ones that do, but the ones that don't feature the rock band and the drums and the guitar. Like right. I don't know. There's something special that they can get that excitement and that emotion just the, from the traditional orchestra. Um, Back to our earlier conversation about sort of earning in, in these moments and um, the relationship that they create with the player, or the listener, mm-hmm. even if you gen- generally don't care for this kind of music, that there's almost nothing to hide behind here. That you just can't deny the the polish, the variety, the the inspired just the entertainment time after time yeah entertainment value but craft and intellect and emotion and it's just all happening in full force it's time to rock again the next track we have is versus rage legion battle with Kariza, and this was actually a joint composition by ren 
Tsukagoshi and Kan Irai. Here we go. absolutely love this track it's versus rage legion battle with Koriza, and it is classic princess connect it has everything that i love about this ever developing soundtrack wonderful melodies a lot of emotion but it rocks it has the biggest quirky fusion ensemble you could ever imagine i guess you could add a choir to this to make it even bigger <laughs> oh my god yeah it's so epic it's just it, it's truly mind-boggling you know what I want is I want this in whether it is really imagine or just whether you could get all of these composers together and uh, is particularly all of the musicians and the performers that play on these recordings. Uh, I wish they could band together, form a collective, call mm. it a band and rebrand these things and you can have it, you know, related to Princess Connect or honestly not. Yeah. And just tour and play and perform sold oh, out stadium phenomenal. concerts because it's like this music is just the the thing that I, I grapple with on these episodes and something regularly with the podcast is anyone that listens to us a lot knows we tend not to dig into the actual in-game context of most of the music that we play other mm-hmm. than surface level things you know we're usually aware of the context of like does this play during a cinematic is it battle music is it you know whatever the context is but most of our discussion and analysis has to do with the actual music itself um which in some cases in some cases one could make the argument is maybe missing the point but with princess connect I, to me this is a perfect example of a soundtrack well here's the thing there's no focus on there's no way around it the music is princess a connect redive doesn't deserve this music and and i'm not even saying it's a bad game even if it's a fine game it doesn't deserve because does anything does does any video game deserve this music? You know, definitely Princess Connect does not deserve this music. Uh, so yeah, I love that idea. I mean, even if they banded together and formed some sort of collective that would work on future games that were not Princess Connect or future movies and stuff, that would be amazing. Okay, we got to keep going here. There's just too much, guys. Um, this track, it seems like they made up their own word here. Narcistration, <laughs> Doctor Mitsuki, and it was composed by. Takahiro Nishigori. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
You guys are listening to Narcistration, <laughs> Dr. Mitsuki. This is from Volume 5, uh, the most recent official volume released of the Princess Connect Redive OST. Wow, yeah, this melody has so much personality and sass to it. Oh, gosh, I love how it's harmonized. Wonderful performance, yeah, and, and very quirky. You know, you could study this arrangement, and it it's only in video games would we hear this combination of things. It's... Oh, well, and so let's good. let's break down what is that combination of things we're hearing. Yeah, what, we're Will, hearing what is the quirky sound. about this? Okay, so um, let's first talk about style and instrumentation. So we're hearing uh, chamber strings, chamber orchestral elements. So small solo players on each line, right? And yet, what are they playing? They're playing this sort of devious, minor, spooky music, yet through the lens of like a J-pop really catchy accessible syncopated rhythms in the melody yet what is the groove that's underlying it it's this sort of like hip-hop trap groove very combination of all of those elements which each one of those elements has absolutely nothing to do with the other elements that i've mentioned and so it's this quirky mix of all of those things together that makes this piece feel new and i think this is something that you know composers aspiring or professional or whatever this is a good type of thing to analyze and observe because you notice that for how familiar and comfortable this music feels like there's aspects to the melody that might feel sort of predictable to me in a really satisfying way there's things about this that there's so many familiar frames of reference but i've never heard anything the package, that blends though, all of these things fresh. together in well, one well and here's yeah. the thing every one of those elements is really well done like the drum beat and the the implementation of that is super well done the string writing the melody very well done and so when you well, put it together it's actually all very well done and it feels cohesive. A good example of something like this in a completely different um, genre or medium would be a film like Everything Everywhere All at Once, which has mm-hmm. been you know, deservingly so receiving so many accolades because it's like we've seen elements of family drama before. We've seen, you know, martial arts action movies. We've seen absurd comedies. We've seen sci-fi. It's like, but to do but the all way of those things that you in this them, sort of yeah. like indie mumblecore A24 film package, it's like unlike anything that any of us have ever seen before. I mean, that's the case with Princess Connect. Finding new combinations of things that we've heard before and then also executing those big picture concepts on such a high level that it's almost like better than any of the things that were possibly sources of inspiration well this um this is another favorite of will this is another volume five track it's so happy so happy and a great change of pace for today it's friend march for bochi and this was composed by another newcomer mayoki yamamoto here we go
You guys are listening to Friend March for Bochi, and just like that last track, not nearly as maybe quirky as how the different influences are coming together, but still, the overall package is incredibly unique. I, I mean, really nailing a traditional Dixieland sound and ensemble here, but there's some other things compositionally that it's evoking too. Like Will was mentioning, it kind of reminds him of Nintendo music. It's also just oddly poppy. Like, I think the melody is real. It feels like this is like a Dixieland arrangement of a modern pop song or something. Or even like an 80s song or something. Right. Like It's almost like the kind of chord progression that you'd get in like a song by journey or like air supply or something. So that's like, something, just something Will, really poppy. Did you notice this when that. you were whittling is like, there's these tracks that are incredibly complicated and shredding and maybe sometimes overwhelming. Right. But then a track like this, that is just so pure and just really easy to digest, you know, honestly, um, it was a great way to break it up. I think if you just had nothing but these really high energy kind of insane battle tracks, you, you would tire of that pretty quickly. Right. And th- there's an aspect of, uh, acknowledgement for the audience and that this is what's so crazy is I know this was written for a game but really I do think these soundtracks and even the sequencing of like the order of tracks on the soundtrack were really thoughtful and thinking of the audience and, and what you know making sure that you get enough variety and this is a quality that I think some of the best musicals and Broadway shows tend to have. Uh, let, let's look, think about something like Hamilton. When it came out, everyone was talking about like, oh, it's a hip hop musical. It's a hip hop musical. But if you actually look at the variety of musical styles in that show, There's a lot of stuff that's not hip hop. Sequencing from one song to another, you never feel like you're getting two really similar things right back to back. And there's this understanding of of the audience and keeping it fresh. And this is something I think Stephen Sondheim was really good at. He's known for kind of going to some more experimental places in a lot of his shows. But in um, the work that he's done, that's maybe my favorite. There is that balance of these kind of timeless, iconic ballads or timeless, iconic show tunes mixed with the more experimental. The thing that I always want to mention is these are massive, massive volumes, you know, so volume four was three discs. Volume five was three discs. And we're picking out the bangers. We're picking out the tracks that the cream that rises to the top. But there is a lot of incidental music, you know, more calm music, more background music that is sprinkled throughout. And so the process of listening to uh, these volumes is, is a really delightful one. Well, let's move on. Uh, this one is really cool. It's Dominated Snowman, composed by Takaki Nakagawa.
You guys are listening to the delightful Dominated Snowman. And Nakagawa is one of the composers, maybe one of the four or five composers, that had multiple tracks make the cut today. And that is incredibly impressive because there's so many composers contributing here. Uh, And so, yeah, this is the second Nakagawa track of the day. Um, So much personality. I mean, just really threatening but playful. I mean, I would love to play... I don't know, like a Mario and Rabbids boss, or what other kind of game would would a boss theme like this work? I would love to play a game that I that I would enjoy that would have a boss theme like this. Yeah, I I totally know what you mean. Um, there are even like an overcooked maybe. Sure, there are aspects of this track reminded me of Christoph Haral and some of the Rayman you know origins. Rayman. Oh Legends yeah, it totally music. works for that too. Uh, it's so much that I love here, though, and I, I feel like the last few tracks we've been sort of touching on this blend of familiar elements combined in a new and different way. Um, the, the problem is you can say that about some of the music in Princess Connect, because some of mm-hmm. the tracks use that as sort of the logic behind what makes it fresh. Yet when you hear something like this, yes, there are those blend of the expected and the unexpected yet there's also just so much happening in the writing that is genuinely unique and genuinely novel that it's kind of like not only does it transcend its influences it feels like it's literally and genuinely invented oh yeah and it's also so dense too (laughs) there's so much interesting interaction this is the kind of music that feels like it must have been painstakingly written slowly in every chord and every note worked out really meticulously definitely but then There's played no back at a that. blistering speed by some of the greatest musicians alive uh, it's yeah it's really what a what a dazzling treat it's like a human beings trick. are are pretty damn impressive okay uh guys <laughs> we have two tracks of the week we just do i'm sorry we do okay this is the first of two it's called queen uta jellyfish and these were the the tracks that both will and myself had like the highest ratings for uh we both loved these tracks they both happen to be battle tracks you know what we actually have one uh in the middle so we're not going to go back to back give a little bit of a break before we move to our second track of the week that's good okay this is another newcomer i've never heard of this composer before joey takeda is that how you'd say that well Ta- it would probably takeda? be takeda takeda and this is again queen uta jellyfish i th- i found this very sonicy it's just so good it there it's a lot i will say that it feels a little bit like an overdose of joy but it is one of the best pieces i've heard in a long time queen uta jellyfish
Well, that is absolutely perfect. One of the best things I've ever heard. That has been in my head all week. (laughs) I heard it once. I think this is the second time I've ever heard it. And it feels like the hundredth time I've heard it. Queen Uta Jellyfish by Joey Takeda. Just round of applause, Joey. I mean, yeah. what? What? What what is going on? How is this so good? Yeah, I mean, this is, it gets to like uh, the episode I was having preparing for this episode. It's like, (laughs) it was such a mix of emotions. The music was... It, the music felt dangerous. It was almost like, <laughs> you know, I've never dabbled in hard drugs. Yeah, kids, drugs. don't listen to Princess it's, But it's like what I imagine being on heroin would feel like. It's just like too uh, much. I wouldn't say, I would say too maybe. Too much pleasure for my heart to heroin. handle. heroin. It seems like something that's more of an upper, but I don't know. I really, I couldn't well, tell you. Absolutely. The music itself, very high energy, but I more just mean like in the pure syrupy pleasure it's like it's satisfying yeah. every possible dopamine receptor in my brain so will I, there's a funny story with this i showed this to joe because i was just so incredibly charged up by this and she really liked it but she said it's almost too much for me and, and i yeah, i was like i get, I get that like i i don't disagree like i think there's a lot of people would be like wow it's like i almost need time to like process this. well and that's what's interesting is like if and I consider this to be emblematic of the sort of whatever genre that I first default to when thinking of Princess Connect. It's I don't know what like genre this, this is. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. And that's why it's almost, it's its own thing. It's Princess um, Connect. But, you know, some people love heavy metal and other people don't. And um, usually the people connecting to it, they like the intricacy. They like the, the mechanics of it and they like the raw heaviness and the emotion. And then some Mm -hmm. people who don't like it, it's just too intense for them. And maybe they don't connect emotionally to the music and something like this. I mean, in many ways it's the opposite of heavy metal, right? I mean, like this is all about making you feel good, but yet what it shares with something like heavy metal is the technicality, the virtuosity, yeah. and also the intensity. Like this, and the music energy is just too. Yeah, so so high energetic. energy. It's so amped up that I I can definitely see this not being to someone's taste. But unlike other music in games or anime or films that is like this, I think. There's no simple trick here. It's not like there. There's a lot of music that we encounter in games that's like a pretty simple melody and a pretty simple groove, but it's satisfying and it's high energy. And we've got you know rocking drums going, and we've got guitar, and then we've got you know strings doing some you know chord stabs and stuff, and occasionally doing a melody. But it's like the the level of of showmanship and also technical detail in all of this princess connect music it's like there's nothing to easily dismiss it as like maybe yeah. you don't like music that is as hit, hitting all of your dopamine receptors in this way but there's no cheap trick here there's no kind of soulless formula that composers have figured out and they're just doing the yeah old it's like 53 it feels B. like i'm carrying the one i'm double checking my work and yeah it turns out that this music is as good as i <laughs> as i think it is it's just that <laughs> Frickin' good. Okay, we need a little bit of a break before we play our second track of the week. And so before we do that, let's play an, a second Kenta Higashioji composition that made our cut today. And I love this track. It's pretty unique for this playlist. It's Black Wind Spirit. <laughs> 
Amazing. Just amazing. Higashi Oji. What a talent. This is Black Wind Spirit. Really reminds me of uh, a bit of Hayato Asano's work. Uh, some of his stuff for Tellier or even like Blue Reflection, stuff like that. Yeah, just really interesting piece of music. Man, those, pian- those shredding piano lines are so exciting. Will, what are your thoughts on this track, compositionally? So much to love. Like any Kenta Higashioji composition, I mean, I'm just so impressed by the execution and by yeah. the how far he'll take certain elements. There's an overall pop production to particularly like the keyboard mm. elements, like the piano, yeah. just the, the tone of it, the sound of it. It feels very modern and almost like digital and precise. Uh, There's yet- still plenty of real performance and like some full orchestral performance later on. Like this is what I love is that a track like this, you hear that piano. It's, it's definitely a virtual instrument. It's, you know, it's, it's modern. It's supposed to be fake, but it's intentional. It's not like, oh, I didn't have the budget for a full ensemble on this. Yeah, you did. You just kind of are making a specific choice yeah, to kind of have this this part of the track feel more modern and like futuristic. Well, in speaking to kind of our overall theme of how the Princess Connect music just gives you everything you could ever want, it's like this is music that features incredible acoustic blends in performance of actual musicians, yet it's also music that is produced and created and brought to life and edited and assembled in a DAW and made into something better than what you could purely experience in a just acoustic medium. Um, In what impresses me about um a lot of Higashioji's music is like when you listen to this there's absolutely nothing in this that would signal that battle of the land soul track that we played earlier that was like <laughs> pure corn gold michael Kamen sort of classic film score and this speaks to really other aspects of Higashioji's voice some of those interesting meter changes and the odd expected where we're like dropping a beat and the beginning in the groove it's like that that's something that he does really well i i have a strong suspicion that Higashioji is a really big fan of metal um, because I could there's see the that. kind of virtuosity that some of his music um, demands of these players and also aspects to some of his music that we're not quite hearing in this because again it's like in addition to all those things he can also be like a pop song writer which there's that but then he also has a love for like 20th century dissonant kind of more avant-garde things that he'll incorporate in his oh, music Oh totally time to time. and the last thing I wanted to celebrate with uh, Higashi Uji is I was looking at the crediting and he actually did a lot of arrangement work at least on volume four and five so even tracks he didn't compose he you know he had his hand on quite a bit of this music so he is wow. one of the one of the most important people, i'm not I surprised think, i to be he, involved here he absolutely has the the pedigree and and the polish I've, I've listened to some of his concert pieces he actually has sort of a soundcloud page and i listened to this beautiful piece he did that's like a concerto for Erhu and um orchestra which is it Mm. doesn't sound anything like this it sounds very there there's a lot of um it's not necessarily like atonal but it's very like modern concert music in terms of i'm gonna check that out but it's it's beautiful it's evocative it's emotional it's very like expressionistic uh yeah i mean he's someone who just has uh, yeah i he's like an alien from another planet he's one of the best composers alive well apparently so is this next composer we're moving on to our second track of the week it's called summer vacation homework and it is the highest rated track uh when you added both of our scores together 
So wow, that is incredibly impressive. Another newcomer, Ren Tsukagoshi composed this track from Princess Connect. Here we go. Yeah, it's it's the best track on this volume four and five. One of maybe my top five Princess Connect redive tracks I've ever heard. Summer Vacation Homework by Ren Tsukagoshi. Hats off. Round of applause for Ren. Just, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, we could spend the whole episode talking about this. We can't, but everything about this is a 10. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's almost, and it's one of those pieces of music it doesn't need verbal support it doesn't, it doesn't need analysis and i think that's one of the reasons why i'm i'm really happy that this is track of the week um and it isn't because we had a discussion saying you know what was our favorite piece of music no. or an intellectual discussion um we basically and i think this is a very crude system but with music this good and this consistently good yeah i can't really think of a it's better essential. way to do it of we basically just we rated these these all of the music that we heard and did like an aggregate of the scores and we just tried to it, be yeah. as dispassionate as possible because it's i mean the problem is it's like it's an amount of subjectivity in a like pseudo objective uh fashion but the thing that's good about that is that because the problem is you could literally debate every single piece of music on the entire soundtrack because it's all so strong and the reason why i'm so happy that even our little like pseudoscience math that put this together made (laughs) this one the track of the week is because this isn't as complex this is not the most complex or compositions but that's what i love so much about it is to me this pays off the promise of like the spirit that i think kohei tanaka established with this soundtrack all those years ago um and there there's a purity to this and in a it's kind of emotional orchestral pop music with lots of rock elements um but it has that such sort a of phenomenal wide-eyed dreamy game music kind of phenomenal senri drum performance here oh my god there's so much to love well we got to move on unfortunately uh the next track is only only you Endless Summer, composed by Yohei Kimura. Here we go. (laughs) 
You guys are listening to Only Only You, Endless Summer, composed by Yohei Kimura. And even a track like this, uh, you know, a beachy, tropical track that, you know, you could see maybe being one of the more forgotten pieces like they didn't have to go this hard on the performance and the arrangement but they did i mean there's there's not a single track on not even this playlist but on these entire volumes that we listened to that felt like it was anything other than meticulous and just really cared for absolutely and i think that's the thing that makes this stuff stand out because video games are no stranger to doing on the nose genre pastiche music especially often in sort of a tasteless literal fashion it's a beach level so let's do like a cliche hawaiian thing or it's a desert track right. let's do something this is Arabian. not cliche at all it's like, but that's what i love about princess connect is we're still living in that space of doing these on the nose pastiche pieces but yet we're taking it further mm-hmm. i've heard elements of this before yeah. but not all put together in in one piece and it is mind-blowing for sure yeah this is what game music is possible i, I let's think. move on to i believe another newcomer so many of those it's shuhai sakine this is a really rocking one it's called burst time rabe Hearing the orchestra and the rock band do those riffs together is a real delight. This is Burst Time Rabe, composed by Shuhai Sakine. And there were moments in this that felt like I was listening to like a modern performance of a Castlevania track or something. Um, it, it's so rocking. And actually quite unique, I think, in the context of this playlist. I mean, I think there's some places that this track goes uh, that are definitely different than what we've heard today. It's, it's also amazing, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how this playlist turned out because an Me experience too. that I felt happened um, in one of the reasons I wanted to take a break is you get so spoiled by the polish and oh my the gosh. precision you really and the finesse that it's just kind of like, I, I feel like a greedy king where, where the servants are like feeding grapes to me as I lay back yeah. and get fanned. <laughs> like it, it's just, it's, it's serving you in such a selfless fashion, but eventually you just kind of like, Okay, a perfectly, you know, flawlessly executed high-energy rock orchestral hybrid piece. Okay, I've heard mm-hmm. a bunch of those. <laughs> um, and what I like about this this playlist is I feel like there's a 
it shows the full gamut of variety yes. on the soundtrack that I I really don't feel like I'm taking any of this music for granted. It's genuinely hitting in in firing all my you know <laughs> receptors. I, ha- I have to and, say yeah. this: this is uh, music featured from the fourth and fifth volumes of a soundtrack. Can you think of another game soundtrack that if it had enough music or if it continued with DLCs or whatever, whatever other equivalent, right? If it had a fourth volume, if it had a fifth volume, that it would be anywhere close to this caliber on every single freaking track. I mean, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. This music is just as good as the stuff in our first episode, our second episode, our third. Honestly, it, it does not Stop. Well, and we're not just doing <laughs> variations on a theme here. It's not like there's just a handful of tunes and we're just doing no. samey arrangements of music that already exists. The level of invention here. And I mean, I guess it's like the, the thing that surprises me is just how many composers I, I get. It's a big job, but it's also <laughs> that's something that could be unwieldy when you have these many yeah. different people working together over a span of years. There on has something. to be a documentary. How are you going to have any one day? stylistic cohesion or how can you guarantee quality? But I think that is the, the ultimate achievement. I mean, I was joking with Carl when we were listening to this. It's like, these people need to win like a Nobel prize or something. It's like, yeah. this music is too good. Giving it a Grammy is not enough. Giving it any kind of music or game award. I have is, so is many emotions like... towards this music and the fact that it comes from princess connect redive, but it is the only thing in my life where I feel almost like an urge to be a missionary. I want to, ex- I want to explore the world and to just share the, the good news of this music with people. Um, it's phenomenal. It's also bizarre and strange world where some of the most genuinely brilliant, emotional, interesting, innovative music, rocking, badass, of, uh, entertaining in the world right now comes from this sort of soulless cash grab, <laughs> like mobile game that's like addictive and kind of, I don't know, exploiting these like bizarre. I don't know. I I don't want to get in too much to the the um, <laughs> aspects of the game that are maybe s- somewhat controversial, but it's it's bizarre. It's kind of like if you know Mozart or Beethoven or Tchaikovsky or Rachmaninoff were alive today and they just scored like porn films or something where it, it's just like it's the music that makes you cry. That's like some of the most seminal art happening today and it's for something i'm not saying that this game is is equivalent to that but there is something so superfluous about the the big picture context of what all this music is for yet there's something really beautiful that genuine and interesting unique art can be born it's kind of like something like the lego movie where it's like the mandate behind this does not come from an inspired place. The mandate is sort of cynical and corporate cash grab. There's not much to well, analyze. And, and even there if the you mandate. don't talk Yet about the execution, that, well, like is even even so if this game beautiful. was was fine, you know, even if it was just a fine game, uh, <laughs> there are 15 discs of music so far for Princess Connect Redive. What? And and there's no sign of that stopping. There's absolutely no. <laughs> 
no sign of that stuff. So, All right, we have to keep th- going. This we is just... why anyone who had an issue with kind of like how hard we were on Breath of the Wild in that score, it's like, okay, there's no flipping excuse. You're Nintendo. You're the biggest game company on the planet. Zelda is maybe the biggest franchise, and you can't yeah. spring and, and for think of all an orchestra the tracks, for every track that were just virtual instrument um, or, you know, just that. Yeah, we don't need to get into that, but I don't know why and how Psy Games has this infinite budget, but I guess I'm grateful. Okay, this is also another one of the best of the day. It's it's amazing. This is Mega Toy King composed by, this is actually someone that I think we've heard before in previous volumes. Akifumi Tada, here we go. guys listening to mega toy king and it's so anime it hurts this is the most anime thing i've ever heard there is a princess connect redive anime too we should mention that uh this is mega toy king that's at least what the translation is composed by akifumi tada and yeah tada indeed this is phenomenal you know, I think something that we need to do at some point is to dig into we if we've done four episodes on the music for this one game, I think it warrants us digging into the music from the anime because I think it will give us yeah. insight into why the music for the game is as good as it is and why it's such an important part of the game that the developers yeah. are clearly willing to throw so much money at not just hiring this giant slate of composers and commissioning all of this music, but giving it the budget to have the level of polish and performance that it does. They're, they're clearly sparing no expense on getting some no. of the the highest caliber musicians they have access to just recording the it and engineering it in the it's best like the possible Yankees ways of video games. Yeah. It's just every yeah. single person involved is, 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 you know, at the top of their so game. So Carl and I've been talking about this. It's like, you know, every year we do like a Nintendo month, um, just because Nintendo is such a behemoth in, in cast such a large shadow in the world of games and game music that it, it's sort of appropriate to like check in with their contributions once a year. What's yeah. crazy is Princess Connect is one game with such an expansive soundtrack, <laughs> but I really feel like we could do a Princess Connect month 
every single year yeah, and not run out. Music. First of all, the rate that they're writing stuff, but also there's so much music from the previous volumes that we haven't played before. I know that it's like there's still some deep cuts, and I guarantee that would make as good an episode. Like <laughs> it, it's sort of insane. And once we dig into to kind of like thinking about. Um, the anime and I imagine that's its own kind of endless well of of stuff I yeah I if it's think available it'll be interesting to see if, if we can find maybe the solution is to just start a new princess cast <laughs> connect cast princess oh my cast God. I think I would recast. probably go insane if I had to uh, it's just it's almost too good okay we have just a couple more we have this and then the play out this is such a strong melody so much personality in this one it's composed by Tetsuya Shitara it's greedy love magical girl Gaiden here we go You guys are listening to Greedy Love, Magical Girl, Magical Girl Gaiden, composed by Tetsuya Shitara from Princess Connect Redive. Okay, so we have a play out, and it's uh, a composer that is returning from previous volumes, uh, Akihiro Honda. It's Challenge, Challenge to Further Adventure, which is a really, really great track. So don't go anywhere. The play out is awesome. I yes, wonder, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do with our lives after this, but um, I feel inspired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, my friend Dylan, who uh, came on our podcast when we did that episode about Columbia, and he wrote that brilliant, you know, thesis composition, very mm-hmm. Japanese influenced, very anime and game music influenced. He's kind of, you know, one of my favorite people to talk about game music with, and we have a lot of, you know, similar tastes as far as that stuff goes. He and I have just been nerding out about Princess Connect this whole week, and he's yeah. been trying to research some of these composers and and dig into them and it, it is this great mix of it's just like soul crushingly defeating to acknowledge that you live in a world with musicians like this but it's also so inspiring to know that this is possible in that um you yeah. can create something new and exciting and innovative in an overall space that has been mined and has been sort of corporatized in in such a way it's like 
games are such an industry in there there's a there's a commercial consumer product aspect to them of just like yeah but at the end of the day content, at least with endless this, derivative like, work we can't be mad at all we can't shake our head at all because if not for this game we wouldn't have this music so i am incredibly yeah. grateful for this well, game and that's what i'm saying company. there's like there's kind of a beautiful you know the universe writes itself where it's just like even th- there's an aspect of um of cynicism that i feel like in big franchise things where they just endlessly mine the well and mm-hmm. in the u.s i feel like oh, part of what discourages me sometimes with that type of approach to media and, and storytelling or, is that i feel like it it dilutes the waters and it it creates it lowers the standards of quality and it's like when there's kind of a soulless mandate often the the end product lacks a lot of polish. It lacks, you know, enduring quality. And what's so inspiring about something like this, again, we're not really speaking to the game at all in this discussion, only the music, but the fact that music that's this artful could come out of a any surprising video place. game, literally <laughs> any, like even if this were the greatest video game, when we do princess connect episodes, it makes me feel like our dad, like this is yeah. too good for video music. And it yep. is too good for video music, but thank God it exists. And thank, thank God it exists. Thank God for yeah. Video and games. thanks everybody for listening. I hope that you're all going to recover from this this high. Uh, we're going to play you out with challenge to further adventure. I love Princess Connect Redive so much. The music. <laughs> I'm so excited to be able to present episodes like this. I think that's it. We'll get out of your hair. Anything else you got at the end, Will? Uh, just just crying and, and shaking in the fetal position. Um, <laughs> in the best yeah, way I'm possible. Good. Yeah. All right. My name is Carl Brueggemann. Love you guys. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.